Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Music Matters Media Podcast. I'm your host, Lisa. And I'm Eric. And today we have another fun episode for you guys. We are going to be speaking to Vicky S. She is a pop, gospel, and R&B singer and songwriter, and I'm super excited to talk to her about her latest collaboration with John One on their new single, Digital Love. It's going to be a fun episode indeed. Yes, it is, Eric. But as always, we have our top three international countries to cover. So are you ready? As always. Okay, coming in at number three, we have the United Kingdom. Nice, very nice. Coming in at number two, we have Spain. Awesome, nice to see them again. Yes, welcome Spain back to our top three. And coming in at number one again, the second week in a row, Australia. Nice, man. Well-deserved, guys. Congratulations. So there you have it. That's our top three of this week. Three, the United Kingdom. Two, Spain. And number one, Australia. Thank you guys so much for listening to us. And for those who did not make our top three this week, have no fear. You can always make it next week or any week after that. All you have to do is share this podcast with your friends, with your families, with any loved ones you may have. And we could be shouting you out next. So guys, here is our interview with Vicky S. I hope you all enjoy. Vicky, how are you? This is Lisa and Eric. Hey. Welcome to the Music Matters Media Podcast. Thank you for having me. Can you just please introduce yourself for our listeners? Um, I'm Vicky S. and I'm from New York. I've been singing since I was four years old. And only this past year I have started to put out uh, tracks. And I've been a performer for such a long time and I'm finally glad that I took on the role as a recording artist and a songwriter this year. Vicky, we have so much to talk about in today's episode. We are going to later be getting into Digital Love, which is your most recent single out with John One right now. Yes. But before we can get into that, let's dive into your background a little bit. You said that you've been performing since the age of four. So when you began... When you began to do singing competitions from such an early age, was singing something that you were always passionate about, or did your family kind of push you in that direction because they saw your talent? Um, I, I have to say it was mostly influenced because at such a young age, there, there's a story about me as a baby. I cannot sleep without music, and if there's no music, the whole family was doomed for the night. And uh, I was just very open to music. I, however, did not continue down the path of dancing in Indian classical dancing. And I went into singing 
jazz, pop, with that foundation ever since before. And over the years, I just built upon that. So it's, it's personal. Do you come from a musical upbringing, and is your family supportive of your music? I come from a musical upbringing, but it was encouraged by my parents. They're not musicians themselves. We do have a few people in our family who have been vocalists but did not have the opportunity that I have. My family is actually very supportive. They've attended all my events. They support any music that I bring out and just always been engaging. That's fantastic to hear because I know, especially when you go down such a creative path, whether that be you're a musician or an artist or anything outside of the box, sometimes it's hard for parents and families to wrap their head around that and get behind that as a career. Yeah, I do agree. There has been a few conflicts. Uh, so I come from a Christian background, and, you know, the world is a very scary place. And as my mother... Being a mother, she's very scared that this society will change me, influence me, do things that she doesn't view appropriate. So there have been little things that have been uneasy about, but they know I have my head on my shoulders. And like you said earlier, you started out singing for your local church. So how did you make the transition from singing in church to doing all these competitions throughout the years? Singing in church, that really opened up a lot of opportunities for me. Like singing at festivals, I was scouted by the principal of my middle school, and he offered me a scholarship to attend Bible study. Um, And it it was basically a middle school with Christian curriculum, and I studied like music, I did shows, and I found my passion for performing. Alongside that, I didn't stick to only church. I did like local... competitions in the community and I've avidly put it on YouTube and different platforms ever since I was like around eight when YouTube was um, introduced to me. So music basically opened up a lot of pathways. It's basically my middle school through high school and now it's college. So um, yeah, that's basically how the transitions happened. It just became a full-time thing outside of church. Yes, I do sing in church at times now, but I've taken on this role as a singing singer, songwriter, performer uh, full-time now. So I know you said that you're currently in college. How old are you now? I'm currently 18, turning 19 in two months. Wow. First of all, happy early birthday. <laughs> Thank you. And and second of all, so pretty much you've been competing in singing competitions almost your whole life. Yes, basically. And you've achieved numerous awards by doing so. So what are some competition wins or moments that stuck out to you throughout the years? In 2009, I did the competition Apollo Theater Amateur Night as a nine-year-old, and I sang My Heart Will Go On. That was the biggest competition that I've won in terms of singing because it was a lot of competitors from all over the world flying in. Also, it was a performance that was judged based off of the crowd. So the crowd obviously liked the performance, and I won that at age nine. However, I did not remember that really well because I was only nine. So 
at the age of at the age of 16, 17, I was like, I need to go back to my roots for inspiration. So I went back and I won two rounds of the Apollo Theater. Wow. And uh, yes, I established that personally. This is basically what my motto is for this year. Um, it's replenishing and renewal because I had a fallout with music for two years and I almost lost my voice because I wasn't practicing and I wasn't building on my skills. So basically going back to where I started and doing competitions, finding my purpose as to why I started singing in the first place, to inspire, to talk to the crowd, to engage. So that was the Apollo Theater was one of the biggest competitions that impacted my life. What do you think led you astray from music? I was attending a performing arts school, and there was a lot of pressure from my family. Um, so personally, I concluded that I was only doing music to fulfill other people's expectations. So um, going to a performing arts school, I felt like I had to follow a curriculum a book. I had to meet standard requirements, and then on the other half, um, I had personal friends and family expecting me to put out music that was appropriate to them and that was acceptable in their eyes and, like, keep my image very family-friendly, which I totally am fine with, but I just felt a lot of pressure at the ages 14 to 15, so I stayed away from music and I started putting my focus into computer science. I see. So you didn't really like the stress of being boxed in and held up to such high expectations. Yes, exactly. So throughout all your years of singing, what is something you think that you've learned along the way that might be important for up-and-coming musicians to know? Over the years, something that I've learned is to always be humble. Remind yourself where you came from if you lose inspiration, go back, retrace your steps, see why you fell off in the first place, and figure out a plan where you can build yourself back up. Even if it takes several years, it's still some progress. You, you never know what opportunities are out there waiting for you. How did you slowly start making that transition back into music where you said that you gained the passion and the joy back of creating and singing and performing? Well, in 2016, I became very down with everything around me. Um, I wasn't eating well. I was just very stressed out with school. I was just very frustrated and music was my outlet that would help me relieve that stress so eventually I just went back into music and I was like where do I pick up from like what to do with these pieces so that's when I went back to the Apollo but prior to the Apollo what encouraged me that I could actually do this is I won a solo for for this junior jazz vocal chart in my school and I beat the whole school and I got that solo that I practiced really, really hard for. And that kind of opened my eyes that, hey, I still have this in me. I can do this. I just need to go out and avidly 
get these opportunities because nobody else is going to do it for me if I sit down here and I don't approach it. That's truly incredible. All you really needed was to get jump started again and get pushed to have that motivation to do it because you have the talent within you. But, you know, it's one of those things where you need a balance. You can't be a talented person and then not put the work in and then you can't put all the work in and have no talent. It needs to be a balance. Yeah. You've been extremely busy this year collaborating with other artists. Yes, that is correct. And I haven't been any more happy. Honestly, this is where I want to be. And I can't wait to see how things grow in the next few years. You currently have three songs out. You have In the End, Do I Give In, and also the remix, and now Digital Love. What is the most challenging part and the most rewarding part about working with fellow musicians? The most challenging part is to share ideas and then find out how you're going to compromise these ideas and put them into a production track. Another thing is I struggle with the skill of theory. So theory has never been my strong suit. So if I would, I've always been hesitant to work with fellow musicians because they may judge me for not being proficient in theory because I'm like solely off of intuition and emotion. So I'm working on my skills, but avidly just working with other musicians has given me the opportunity about how I should approach situations in the music field. And just being on the same page with everybody, making everything efficient, and the experience has to be progressive. So the hardest thing is keeping everybody on the same page. So when I'm working with somebody, I I try to make everything very easy, everything accessible, because I do most of my work online. And what do you think is the most rewarding part about collaborating with other musicians? The most rewarding part is actually the freedom of talking to artists about their experiences and having them influence you. You always leave every project with something that helps your career. I think the most exciting part, maybe you can agree with me or disagree with me, but I think the most exciting part today about being a musician is that the middleman being the labels get cut out here and you can directly produce music and put it out there for the fans and people can find you so much easier and you can do it all from your house or your phone or your computer. Yes, I I do agree with that and I absolutely love the fact that it allows a lot of artists to be independent but at the same time it makes it 10 times harder because everybody's doing it now. That's true. So you have to constantly build and look into algorithms work um you have to look into scheduling basically you're doing everything that a team would do for you as an independent artist it takes a lot of work and a lot of persistence how do you personally separate yourself from all the noise that's out there because just like you said everybody is trying to really put themselves out there spread their work spread their message so how do you stand out from all of that so Since I'm a new independent artist, right now I'm basically working on honing my skills in the business aspect. I believe 
that genres were made for sales. I believe that music is music and everything can be implemented to each other. So genres are boundaries for me. So as an artist, I just want to make those genres diminish in my music. And I don't want to stay in one, um, one box, basically. So I just want to stay true to myself. I want to stay humble. I want to inspire. More than anything, I love performing. I love engaging with the crowd. And I just want to be open with my audience. If they wanted to reach out to me, ask me advice, I'd, I'd be there for them, you know? Um, yeah, because a lot of people need to be heard. And sometimes it just takes one person to influence the other. So I could hope, I only can hope that I'm that person for a lot of people through my music. I love that because a lot of people take that for granted the aspect of their fans and their listeners and they just expect all these things after a while and they kind of let things go to your head so I love that you're so grounded so down to earth and you're willing to really communicate with everybody that gives you a listen and you want feedback and you want to have this relationship with people that listen to your music yes definitely I mean I tell everybody that I work with hey if you're being supported the only reason why we're on this platform is because of our fans, you know, the supporters that share, they like, they talk to you, they give you feedback about, hey, I don't like that melody. I really like this melody melody in your other track, though. You really don't, you shine there. So, um, yeah, that's, it's basically, it, it helps put you on the right path about what you're doing right and not really what you're doing wrong. But what is admirable? And I love the fact that you're also breaking boundaries when it comes to genres. You've done pop. You've done R&B. You've done gospel. You're everywhere. You've, you've done EDM tracks. So I love the fact that you're constantly branching out and trying new things. How do you go about collaborating with other musicians? Do they reach out to you? Do you reach out to them? Is there certain requirements that you have where you might not want to work with everybody and anybody? What is your breakdown on collaborating with other people? Uh, before I answer that, I actually want to administer the fact about EDM. I never in my life thought I would do EDM and that <laughs> was first release. <laughs> That's why I chuckled um, with the EDM. It's like so foreign to me. And uh, actually, the guy that I collaborated with, Hero, um, and then following John, actually got me into EDM. And now I'm, like, listening to a ton of EDM, and I'm listening to the structure. It's a lot of fun. So um, don't be afraid to test the waters and uh, have fun with everything you do. That's another advice I would put. Um, in terms of collaborating with other musicians, I would have to see determination and constant constant work ethic. I mean, I can see some, like, it gets me really, really upset when I see somebody who is so talented and they just brush everything off yes. and they're not doing anything with yes. their talent. I mean, that was me at a point, and I know a lot of people was upset with me. So if I were to work with somebody, they'd have to have the same worth ethic as me or the project would never be finished. That's like one of the biggest things I look for. 
I love the fact that you said that it really got you into EDM music and having fun with it, and that it's something that you never thought you would explore before. Has that happened to you with other genres of music where maybe you start working on a project with somebody or some other song inspires you and then you really dive into that genre of music and you're awoken to all these new songs, all these musicians that you might have not been aware of in the past? Uh, Actually, yes. Um, But it was a competition. As I mentioned before, I got the solo for the Junior Jazz vocal chart. I haven't sang jazz. I I didn't know anything about jazz. I just went for the opportunity. And after I performed and I did the whole touring with the band, I started to get into jazz a bit more. And I could say that my tonality and my style is a little jazzy. (laughs) So um, that was very um, life-changing for me. And I love jazz more than anything now. It, it, it changed my life, basically. So, yeah, it's all about the life experiences that come your way. You never know what you can be opened up to. You never know if, if it will change your style about what you want to do. I was a pop singer in the beginning, like a complete straight pop singer. And uh, now I just love trying everything. It's good to be open-minded because you never know where it might lead you. So when it comes to touring, what are your favorite aspects of touring and what is that experience like personally for you? Do you enjoy it? Do you look forward to it? I absolutely love touring. Um, one thing about me is I get tired of tedious scheduling. So I do work on the side, but I, I kind, I'm kind of tired of like the constant 9 to 5 sort of thing. Um, so I love new experiences. I love meeting new people, new opportunities, different venues, locations. Um, so the constant change is very thrilling to me. What I love the most about touring is actually meeting people and connecting with other people and just hearing about how they absorb the performance, what they liked about it, and what they hope to hear from me. And just building a community, it's it's a lot of fun. Touring has so many benefits. It brings a lot of inspiration. I mean, you can't really get much inspiration when you stay in the same place over and over. Getting into digital love, how did your collaboration with John come about? How did you guys meet? How did you guys stumble upon each other? And what made you want to work with John? (laughs) So, John found me on social media and, um, we started talking about ideas over the Instagram direct message. And I started to know a little bit more about him, about how he was in Creed 2 and all of his projects. And I went on his website and we were looking at a documentary that he did with PBS. And my mother actually sat down and she was like, wait a minute, is that John's mother? I was like, yes. So... She's like, I know that woman. And I was like, what? (laughs) So apparently our mothers knew each other from back in 2004 when I was competing in a modeling pageant along with his little sister, who's also a fellow model. I no longer do modeling. Um, 
But yeah, our families kind of go back, and we were talking about how we also clashed at an event in 2012, but we didn't know each other. So it, there were multiple times where we just clashed in life, but we didn't really speak until October of this year. What it, a small world. Crazy. What a small world. Yeah, yeah. So this collaboration was pretty much fate. Pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we, we relate on a lot of topics, and we were just talking about how everybody's complaining about things ending so quickly, um, but they're not searching for anything stable and authentic. I was talking with one of my friends the other day who was scrolling through Tinder, and they were, like, complaining about their life. And they're just swiping through Tinder like if they were window shopping, you know? And it kind of <laughs> irked me yes. a bit. <laughs> yeah, and even John pointed this out when we were talking about it. Not everybody shows their real side of them, the real side of them online. They're, they're going to hide. That's so true. All Yeah, they're going to hide all of this that's a part of them and maybe who knows another person may find that actually amazing about them but they're never showing it online so that's why i'm like tinder all this stuff it's, it's just so artificial and because i'm a computer science major i was like all of this is just algorithms so the line from the song is where like algorithms shouldn't play cupid is because it's not real you know i totally because agree with you yeah, let's just say you did meet someone through Tinder. You will, you'll dig them, and eventually the phone is going to disappear, and you actually get involved with that person. But that's like 1% in a million. Right. You know? So the phone is just there as a filler. You know, you're searching for the next best, best thing. And that's, it's, it's great if you're, like, shopping for clothes, I guess. Or <laughs> you're, like, you, you want to know how to fix something, you go quickly, but not for people. So John and I really dove into that idea, and we wanted to portray that in a very fun way. So using EDM was a very smart move in my perspective because EDM reaches a lot of the young listeners, in my point of view, more so than R&B and jazz, you know? It's, it's a very catchy song. It, it's so fun to dance to, but at the same time, it has a very, very deep message behind them, behind the lyrics, and I hope a lot of the young listeners will hear this story. I'm, I'm very big on the future, and I believe that the kids are the future. So starting from now, I believe all of this should promote an influence, and I hope to do that in future tracks also. So I love how you guys came up with the idea behind the song. I fully understand where you're coming from. Dating online is definitely some people's thing. It's not everybody's thing. But what you were saying to touch upon that point of everybody's just putting their best foot forward and showing you what they want you to see is very true when it comes to dating online. And it's very hard to, once you take that away, to build a real authentic connection with that person without really getting to know them and really understanding who they are as a person and having that connection prior to just seeing a picture and reading a bio social media is a great thing 
especially for independent artists who are trying to build a platform. But that at the same time, that's why I'm really big on not using like Snapchat filters, Instagram filters, um, to change the way I look. Um, because, you know, everything is false these days. I, I, I won't be as authentic as I can as a person, as an artist. That's another big thing about me as Vicky S. What was the writing and recording process like for Digital Love? You mentioned earlier that you guys got in touch back in October. So when did you actually start coming up with this idea and working on it together? Um, so I am a college student, and John also has his projects and his life. Um, so we started actually working in about mm, ending of November. We started like FaceTiming and just jotting down ideas, and it started all from a chord progression. We took down at least 10 chord progressions, five from my side and five from his side, and then we emailed them to each other, and we sat down and listened to them, and we were like, which one shall we choose? So from that chord progression, we started building a structure, and then the holidays came, and uh, we started getting busy. For me, school um, and also work. And then him, he was traveling. So we started the middle of January. We started picking things up. And I recorded from my side and sent over my vocals to him. And then we started building the structure even more, switching things out. Then we re-recorded the vocals to make them even more perfected. And then we just completed the track uh, a few weeks after and we started working on the business plan and the aspect of how are we going to tell these um, people what we're trying to say in the clearest way possible. So we had, we had a plan. It, it took a lot of brainstorming. It took a lot of time. But I'm really, really happy we did take all of this time because look, look at what came out of it. Yes, so, the song is um, incredible. Yeah, thank you. The internet is a wonderful place. It's just how you use it. Yes, you know? yes. So, the part where it's like, will you be there in front of me instead of these LED screens? We had two ways of inter interpreting that. You know, there are a lot of people who are fortunate enough to see each other, and they live down the street from each other, but they're constantly FaceTiming each other. And what, meanwhile, there are people in long-distance relationships who are forced to use technology to talk to each other and stay connected with each other. And it's so sad. Like, you go to a cafe and you see people on their phones instead of talking to each other and being invested in each other. They, they meet up, and instead of talking to each other, they're just watching their phones. So that, that was a big, a big inspiration for writing that part. It, it was all of those components tied into one. And what a lot of people might not know, which I found so interesting, and I spoke to him about it, is that John is actually the other voice on the track. He's the one singing on the track with you. I actually really encouraged him to do that because I thought it was such a cool idea, um, especially since we were building a storyline that hopefully we get to use in the future. I can't really mention much now. Um, if he sang on the pre-chorus, you know, and 
especially since he's on the cover of the um, art, the art cover of the track. It would have been really cool if he came back as a producer because he hasn't been producing for a while and a singer. So um, I really pushed him to do that, and it was really fun seeing him push himself to do that part. And I'm really glad that you did that because I think it came out great. Yes, a lot of people were very happy about that. And to my knowledge, it was his first time singing on a track. Yes, it was, it was. Do you guys think that you would ever collaborate more in the future? Is that kind of where you're hinting at? I I can't wait to see how digital love grows. And I'm just really, I'm I'm choosing my words carefully. Um, (laughs) I don't know if there will be more of digital love in the future, but, but yeah, definitely in the future, John and I have built a very strong friendship and working with him has been a very fun experience. Um, he's very great to work with. He'll teach you a few things, and that's what a great collaboration is. When you sit down and your ideas just flow, and you're talking to this person, and you're like, wow, this person really inspires me. I admire this person, and I truly love working with this person. And there's no conflict, there's no tension. That is what I consider a great collaboration. And that's what I have with John. So hopefully in the future. I'm really glad to hear that. I am so happy that you pushed John out of his comfort zone because I think that it really paid off for the song. So what is something that you've done musically that pushed you out of your comfort zone that you might have thought later on it paid off? so wild to experience that you have people family and friends and even fans and listeners of you that have literally been there since the beginning and watch you grow and watch how much that you've progressed especially with your music over time yes definitely my community has been very supportive um especially since i did a lot of local shows and it really means a lot that they're still supporting me and they've seen my growth i mean i wouldn't be here without them so Super thankful for that. And how has the reaction been with all these singles that you've been dropping in 2019? Like I said, you've been very busy this year. They've been really surprised um, because they used to me singing ballads and pop. And the fact that I came out with EDM like blew their minds. Um, so they've been 
very open to it, actually. I've been getting a lot of feedback, a lot of positive feedback, a lot of um, constructive criticism from a lot of fellow musicians and friends about how to get better. And I'm noticing a lot of improvements within myself in terms of music production, like listening for different things that would be considered great, some things that would need a little more work. Like five months ago, five, six months ago, I started up, like, um, do I give in? Uh, in the end, and Digital Love, none of those songs were even on my mind. So I'm constantly building, and I'm actually really, really, really shocked about how far things have come within the last six months. So I'm so thankful for the supporters that has supported me through this really wild ride. Wow, that is truly incredible that in a matter of only months, look how much you've grown and look how much you've expanded your musical taste. Definitely. It's all about just going out there and tackling everything. Even if you have a fear, you have to find a way to overcome it because that's the only way you're going to grow. What do you think has changed the most from your past up until now where maybe when you were younger you had a certain style or a certain way of approaching songwriting to now that you've shown so much growth and progression? Well, something that's changed from the past to now is I wasn't a songwriter before. I was a poet. Um, I wrote a lot of poetry. And uh, besides that, as an artist, I'm... I've grown to be more comfortable in my own skin because I've always felt detached from my own image, from everything. It's only when I was on stage I would feel whole when singing. But now I'm fully comfortable with who I am as an artist, as a person, and a songwriter. So um, it took a lot of time because I also dealt with the aspect of bullying so that really impacted me a lot of, as a child. So it took a lot of years to build this confidence. So I'm so proud of my um, growth. That's great to hear that. I mean, you've come such a long way, it sounds like. Yeah, it, it, it's been a journey. But that's what keeps me humble, honestly, seeing where I started and where I am now. When it comes to songwriting, where are some places that you draw inspiration from? What inspires you to sit down and write out a song? It could be a very happy idea when I'm super excited about something or infatuated with the idea of something. Like, maybe it could be admiration for someone. Um, maybe it could be someone that impacted me in a certain way and you're just so thankful for it. I also pull inspiration from problems in my family. Um, it, it could be something on TV. You could say something, and I'll be like, wow, that would be a great song idea. I'm not going to tell you <laughs> that, but that's at the back of my mind now. So I do something called lyric acting. I put myself in other experiences, and I try to know about that experience as much as possible. It doesn't have to be something that I experience, per se. So, um, it's a lot of fun. Um, but yeah, 
the littlest things influence me. It's, it's really surprising. And for the singles that you put out, In the End, Do I Give In, and Now Digital Love, did you write your own parts to these songs, and did you come up with the ideas and bring them to the fellow collaborators, or how did that dynamic work out with each song? For Digital Love, it was a mixture... I, I wrote it, but it was a mixture of John's experiences and my experience. So we sat down, and we were just relating to each other, and I was like, what do you want to say in this song? And I was like, yes, I agree with you on this. Okay, let me drop down all of these ideas, and let's see what we can put together here. So that, that was the writing process for Digital Love. As for Do I Give In, that was written in one night. Um, wow. I just... Yeah, Do I Give In, it was written in one night, the melody. For the lyrics, it's actually funny how the lyrics was written. The lyrics, I started out in January from an experience that I've been through, and I was very unsure about this experience. And after that experience finished and everything was clear to me, that same night, I finished up the whole song. So that song is basically an experience that from January to February and I was just like this is inspiration right here and I put it out um, immediately um as for in the end it was a mixture of personal um wants for a relationship so it's basically talking about if something if you were very distant from somebody you'd want them to talk to you because there are a lot of relationships where their significant other is sitting right next to them but their mind is a thousand thousands of miles away right and right. you don't you don't know how to help them unless they communicate with you and that is something that I lacked in my home communication was something that we've had a problem with doing for a long time and it impacted us in a very very harsh way so um I take my parents relationship for an example and I do channel a lot of that into my writing and it it, my parents relationship obviously has impacted me and basically saw I saw what I really would want in my own relationship if I was avidly um talking to someone or I wanted to build a life with someone so that's basically in the end. The lyrics came to me really quickly because they were topics that I wanted to talk about for such a long time. And finally having the platform to do that just fueled everything. The thing I love about your songs and your music is that the topics and the lyrics are so relatable. I, I know a lot of people that have a lot of problems within their family. And um, I believe music should be for enjoyment, yes. Um, it can be played at parties and this and that. The The song could be very enjoyable to dance to. At the same time, the lyrics leave you with a message. It should impact, you know. I, I don't believe that songs that are impactful need to be slow, need to be so soulful all the time, you know. So um, that's something I truly and avidly believe in, and that's why I use EDM and different platforms to spread the message. Can we expect more new music from you anytime soon? Definitely. Within the next few months, I hope to put out a project. Um, 
I'm not stopping anytime soon, and uh, <laughs> I definitely will have several more collaborations. Now, is the process of dropping singles a conscious decision? Did you go with, okay, I'm going to drop a song here, then I'm going to work on another song, I'll drop it there? Or do you have an idea of kind of creating songs and then drop an EP later on or drop a full album later on? Or do you believe in dropping singles versus a full album? I believe in dropping singles when... It's an idea that you could get down in one track. I believe in EPs when you have a lot to say and you want to do so using multiple different styles, all in the same niche in one EP, and you're putting it out. But if you can get it down in one single and put it out, definitely. I do love EPs, and I hope to do one very soon. Um, In the process of releasing singles and EP projects in general, I, I'm constantly creating, I'm constantly songwriting. So it's not like, hey, um, I just finished a project, let me put it out and that's it. Okay, I need to scramble to create something else. No, I always have something catered to the month or how I'm feeling. For instance, like summer's coming up, Digital Love is a very summery track. Yes. So it's all, yeah. <laughs> It's all about thinking, it's, it's strategizing, it's strategic, um, but it's really what suits um, the time that you're in, how you're feeling, and you know as an artist what moves you can make. So you've said that we can definitely expect more new music from you soon, so the follow-up to that would be, do you have any plans to tour this year? As of now, I don't have any plans to tour this year, but I am hoping to be performing a lot in New York City. So, um, my Facebook fan page, there's going to be a event tab, and if I'm performing somewhere, I will put it up with the details, the locations, if any extra information, if it's a free concert, if it's a ticket, ticketed concert, all of that will be listed. That's basically how I go about performing live currently. And where else can people find you on social media? On social media, people can find me on Spotify, SoundCloud, YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and uh, I believe I am on Tidal. Yes, I am on Tidal. Um, And that's the social media platforms that I know on top of my head currently. So they just search Vicky S and that's it. Yes, definitely. And um, if you go on my Instagram page in my bio, there is a contact in bio where you click on it and all my social media platforms and all my projects are listed on that link. And if you ever wanted to reach out to me for any inquiry or booking, you could do so on that same um, link on my Instagram bio. Vicky, that sounds great. Do you have any other personal goals for this year? Definitely. I'm hoping to branch out, um, working with people in different countries and just learning about different cultures. Personal goals, I I really want to sing in a different language. I mean, I've been doing so for a year, but I want to record an original in a different language so that is a personal goal yes i love that idea that would be amazing 
Yeah, I'm really, really big on respecting cultures and avidly, like, just having people aware of different cultures, and it's, it's really, truly a beautiful thing. What do you think your demographic is for your music, speaking about different cultures and areas? Because it always blows my mind when I see stats of people checking out the podcast or our website from all over the world. So does that really rock your world too when you get fans coming in from other countries and across America? I mean, that must be a wild ride. Definitely. Um, well, I am from New York and I am West Indian. My, my mom was born in Guyana and my dad, Trinidad. So I have a lot of avid followers from those countries and also obviously in the United States. I'm hoping, I, I see the Netherlands and the UK slowly popping up, <laughs> so um, I'm hoping to branch out eventually to those countries in time coming, but I know avidly my supporters are West Indian and from like Brooklyn and the Bronx and NYC, um, and I, I see a few followers from LA, so um, it's, it's very exciting so far. So, ideally, on your bucket list, where are some places that you would like to travel? I really want to go to Paris. Um, for traveling, I love learning about experiences, as I told you before, and just seeing a whole different culture, a different way of life. I know it's completely different from the New York lifestyle. Yes. Um, which I would, yeah, which I would say is pretty hectic. Um, it's a good word. Very <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so I would just like to slow down a bit and do some traveling and gather yeah, some experiences in another country, meeting different people. So definitely Paris. I love that. Paris. Yeah. I You got to keep us updated when you make your trip to Paris, your big debut over there. I, I will. I definitely will. So Vicky, thank you so much for coming on today. And thank you for talking about your new single, Digital Love. We cannot wait to play it later on in this episode. Before we let you go, I just have to ask you, because I ask all of our guests that come on here, we are Music Matters Media, so why does music matter to you? Why does music matter to you? Huh. Music is the only way I can express myself fully. And uh, I know that is the case for a lot of artists and creators. Basically, the way we communicate when we don't know how to put it into words. So that's why music matters to me. Vicky, thank you so much for coming on, and we'll talk to you soon. All right, keep in touch. Thank you so much for having me. Well, there you have it, you guys. That was our interview with Vicky S. What an amazing talent she is. And not only that, but she is so extremely wise beyond her years. I mean, she's 18 years old, going on 19, and it was just such a great experience to talk to her and to hear her point of view about things she's definitely got an old soul she's one of those musicians you know and a little fun fact for everybody i'm sure our avid listeners have picked up on this by now but vicky is our first female musician on this podcast and it's really been a long time coming we had natasha on months ago but for those who may not know, Natasha was the graphic designer behind the Music Matters Media logo, and she helped me create the website. So as far as musicians go, 
Vicky is our first female musician, and I'm super excited and pumped about that. And with that being said, I just want to say that uh, we definitely don't discriminate here. So I've been getting a lot of submissions all across our social media platforms, whether that be messages through Facebook or Instagram, Tumblr or Twitter. But the best way to contact me and for me to check out your music is by heading to the site. So head over to musicmattersmedia.com, fill out that contact form over there, and that is going to take you directly to me. I run the social media platforms as well, but there's just so much going on that it might get lost in all of the noise. So the best way to contact me is through the contact form at musicmattersmedia.com. Just wanted to throw that out there, but while you're at the social media for Music Matters Media, don't forget to give us a follow. I'm just saying. <laughs> anyway, guys, make sure you show some love and support to Vicky S. If you enjoyed our episode today, give her a follow on social media. Stay tuned to her Facebook for updates on shows that she's playing all around New York. And don't forget to download, stream, and buy her new single out now with John One called Digital Love which we are about to play for you right now. So here is Digital Love.
today.